Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Brad Baldwin. And I'm Nate Langelli. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good, guys. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Pod for Teacher. Sorry for the delay, but um, the perfect storm of uh, maybe a, a crazy flu bug, um, a, a literal storm that did cause us to be out of school for a few days. Wow. And uh, and Brad, you have some news to share with our listeners. I do. My, uh, my wife and I just had twins. How much did you actually have of the twins? Was it mainly her? Or did um, you... Mostly her. Mostly her, I'd say. I had the hard job. No, I'm <laughs> I've been there. I agree. <laughs> Amy doesn't see it that way, but it's all right. Nah, she's been awesome. The boys are great. Uh, two boys, Caleb and Isaac. They're, uh, they're awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> and you're tired, I'm assuming. Very tired. <laughs> yeah. Very. <laughs> well, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. We are, yes, congrats. Uh, we are excited to meet the boys, and we're definitely glad to have you back. So um, if you see Brad, give him a congrats. Uh, now on to our bell ringer today. So concerning perspective, people outside of education may have different views on what public education is or you know, maybe on what it should be. Uh, so from inside, I'm doing air quotes around the education bubble. I did air quotes. We have our own perspectives as well. Each di district is different and operates accordingly. So what we're concerned with today is looking at the mechanics and biology of a school district. So our essential question for today is, a school district is both a legal entity and a community of people. How do you balance the two? Is education more of an organism or more of an organization? Is there a right or wrong answer? We'll be right back with our answers to that question after this word from David Bowie. <laughs> Welcome back. To get us started, let's look at the essentials and some statistics. According to the National Center for Education Services, during the 2010-2011 school year, there were 13,588 school districts in America. According to Pennsylvania's Department of Education, there are 500 school districts in the Commonwealth, ranging from approximately 200 students in a district to more than 140,000 in another. The typical makeup of a district is students, community members, school board, administration, and faculty and staff. So the way I see it, like in reality, a school district is very similar to a lot of areas in society. Uh, think of governments, sports teams, businesses, a, a classroom. So some questions like how do decisions get made? Like are the voices of all stakeholders taken into account? What is the proper balance between maybe idealism and practicality? Who has the final say and what should influence that decision? So Brad, I'm just curious your thoughts maybe on some of those from either side, from being somebody who has to follow or disorders or decisions or somebody who has to give them in different areas of life so I'm just curious your thoughts maybe in, in some of those well uh, I think it really it depends on, on where you're at in, in years past it's been more of a collaboration thankfully I've had a pretty supportive uh, group of teachers and administrators so it wasn't just like here's what you're doing <laughs> um, I had some say in it which is really nice do you tell your babies already here's what you're gonna do and this is how you're gonna yes talk? and okay. baby mama <laughs> That's, sure. that's not sure. that's not how that goes at all. <laughs> but no, it's it's been more of a collaborative process for me um, that I've experienced at uh, any of the school districts that I've been at, which is really nice. It's, it's kind of welcoming and and easy to to thrive in that situation. 
Uh, what about you, Fitz? Wait, Nate, you mentioned the like, governments, for example, or, or even sports teams. We talked about this before, how um, sometimes, like, let's say, let's, let's start with sports. You have a, uh, a type of a coach, for example, that maybe is like your domineering kind of coach or whatever, and maybe their players respond well to that. Um, like Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> but then oftentimes, you know, eventually the maybe the team's success or whatever maybe starts to taper a little bit, or, or maybe it doesn't work from the get-go. And then ownership will bring in a, more of a, a player's coach, they call them sometimes or whatever, and maybe that works for a little while. And, and a lot of times it probably just depends on uh, the clientele, you know. Um, governments, you mentioned also, Nate, uh, you know, America, you know, it's a, you know, democracy works well for us, works well for, you know, plenty of other countries in the world. But um, as we've seen, you know, in other parts of the world, democracy doesn't necessarily work very well everywhere, um, especially if it's installed whenever it's not the right time or the right circumstances and things like that. So um, it definitely is interesting when you think about how like a functioning organism works and how um, so much of it's based on how uh, kind of tailored to the people that, that work within it, you know? And you got me thinking, Tom, again, about government, the idea of idealism versus practicality. In idealism, everybody's voice would be heard, sure, but 330 million people in this country aren't making decisions all the time, right? So we have people Correct. that make those decisions. So there are you know, practicality issues versus, you know, even as in the classroom as a teacher, yeah, students have a say. It's important to see what they think on issues and, you know, get their input in. But at the end of the day, you're still the teacher, too, making. So balancing that. And I guess at the end of the day, I'm just trying to think, like, if you're a good leader or somebody in those positions, you know when to give more input and maybe when to say, oh, we're going to, we just have to do it this way. So it's a fine line maybe sometimes. Well, as teachers, I think we, we, we have to find that balance, like you're talking about, of, of uh, collaborating as well as kind of leading. And um, I know working with you guys, you, you're able to balance that like I am with, with everything that we do in, in the classroom, outside of the classroom. Uh, as a coach or instructor of any kind of club, but that is so important to be able to find that balance. So needless to say, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway. For sure. <laughs> every school and every school district is just as unique as the students we teach, yeah? Yeah. Um, they have their own strengths, weaknesses, histories, needs, and there's no one-size-fits-all solution to the challenges they face. So in short, school officials have a lot to consider when it comes to school improvement, and we'll get a glimpse behind that curtain with our interview today. So when we come back, our interview with Freedom's Director of Curriculum and Instruction and Special Education, Misty Slavic. So stick with us. <laughs> Pod for Teacher is the brainchild of Aaron Fitzpatrick, Nate Langelli, and Brad Baldwin, and is produced in their personal capacity. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the hosts and guests' own and do not reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without the written consent of Senor Craig Bowen is strictly prohibited. Joining us today is our own Director of Curriculum and Instruction and Special Education, Misty Slavic. Misty, thanks thank for joining you. us. Thank, thank you. you very much, yes. So right off the bat, Cherry Coke or Wild Cherry Pepsi? We've had this discussion before on the pod and we need to know where you fall because we like to think we have a sponsorship by one of them. <laughs> Cherry Coke all the way. Yes, all yes, way. I'm excited about yep. that, thank you. 
other answer on that one for you. I thought you might have gotten up and left. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to stand I, up I a little. I know this issue is very near and dear to your heart. Very near. <laughs> near. Um, if we ever start getting royalties from Cherry Code, we'll, we'll send some oh, away. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, anyway, at one point you were in the classroom. And mm -hmm. so I'm curious, making the jump from the classroom to the administrative side, what would be your most difficult uh, aspect of doing that? Um, I think that the, the most difficult part is transitioning with the different relationships that you have. So that I luckily transitioned to a school district where no one knew me and became the assistant to the superintendent. So my previous school district, I think it would be a lot more difficult to make that jump because you have those close friendships with your colleagues, you've been working with them. It's, it would be difficult to just go straight from being their friend and their colleague, working together and collaborating, to all of a sudden being their boss or evaluating them. So you're saying it's beneficial that I don't have any friends if I were to make that, that that's jump? Probably, okay. That's probably right, true, good. yes. Um, but since I went to a district that I didn't know anyone, it was a lot easier jump for me. One of the biggest fears that I had, or one of the biggest challenges, I think, making that transition was having everyone look to you for the right answers. And even though sometimes you don't always know the answer, they're still looking at you and they want you to solve problems immediately. If you don't know the answer or you don't give them the answer they want to hear, it often creates uh, a lot of anger and frustration. So that, that can be, I think, the biggest difficult and jump. And I think with any leadership position, whether you're an administrator or a teacher, when somebody looks to you for an answer and you don't know it, they're really looking to see how genuine you're going to be about being upfront about maybe your, your inability to answer the question right away without looking looking further. Um, is that scary as an administrator whenever all of a sudden you have this new very important role and somebody asks you a question and they're supposed to be looking to you for this thing? Is it, is it a good thing in your position to be able to say, I don't know right now? It's petrifying. <laughs> it is, uh, and I would say that my first three years as central office, it was extremely difficult to navigate. And I think you really have to build confidence in yourself and understand that you don't have all the right answers. And sometimes you'll give an answer and it ends up being the wrong one and that it's quite okay to admit, hey, that was a wrong idea. We need to backtrack and do it again. Uh, but it definitely comes with experience and knowledge and confidence in yourself and just being able to say to the people around you, hey, I don't know right now, but what do you think? You know, what, what expertise can you bring to this problem and maybe what direction should we attack it from? So with our episode, we're kind of focusing on the decision-making process mm -hmm. pertaining more so to the school district. So when you were a teacher, what was your uh, preconceived notion as to how decisions were being made uh, from the top down? Uh, I just believe they made them without input from teachers. In the, in the district that I worked in, central office was definitely segregated. We never saw the superintendent except on the first in-service day or if you were in really big trouble. Um, <laughs> the principals did not know much about you. They only came in to evaluate you or again if there was an issue they would come in to see you. So if you saw a principal walk in your room there was always a sense of fear. They were not approachable by any means um, which I think is very nice here because I believe all of our administrators and I'm not just talking about me but I believe all of them um, are definitely approachable. You can talk to them. They know things about you. They want to know and they generally care. So but my last experience was was not positive. So going off of the whole decision-making process and, mm -hmm. and what you said about communication and, and um, how it's working here, can you tell us about your focus group initiative? Sure. So part of my dissertation is working with school improvement and improving school climate, which essentially then leads right into improving academic achievement. 
Um, so my entire dissertation topic is actually right-sizing a school district experiencing enrollment decline. Uh, it's a very strange topic and a lot of times people believe that when I say right-sizing we mean laying people off, which is actually not what the term means. The term is referring to you take what you have and you shift it or turn it or move it or realign it to fit what you need. So since we are a district that's enrollment decline is drastic, it's drastically decreasing, what can we do with what we have to make the best of what we have, but also make it better without making drastic changes to hurt our culture and climate? Um, so through all of this research, I discovered that the biggest component to academic success is having stakeholder input and having the ideas of your community, your teachers, your parents, all as part of the decision-making process. Really getting everyone together and saying, what can we do? Here are our problems. Here are our successes. What do we need to do to work together to make this happen? Um, so through all of that research and all of those findings, one of the, the things that came out of that was if you have focus groups or committees that come together with different representation and talk about what's going on in the district right now, what are the biggest concerns, what can we do to make things better? Um, so focus groups kind of came out of that and I went to the school board and I asked them, I said, look, in the time I've been here, we have not had a focus group. I have never sat down and had an honest conversation, just completely honest and upfront, like these are the problems that we're having. Um, and really talk through it and try to come to solutions. So at first they were a little hesitant, uh, mainly because the focus group research to do it correctly, you are not supposed to have people who are in leadership positions that could sway or bias the feedback that you're getting during the focus groups. So the school board and the superintendent were not permitted to be a part of the initial focus group meetings. And that's a really hard thing to deal with as, as a district leader. If you can imagine having your classroom and suddenly saying, okay, I'm gonna to talk to all of your teachers about you and about what you're doing in your class, but you can't listen and you, can, you really can't know until later. Um, it would definitely unnerve, I think, everybody. So, and that's something that's never happened here before. Um, so it was a little bit of a challenge in that way. We had quite a lot of discussions. I actually at one point thought that they weren't going to allow it, but eventually they, pu they pushed through and we were successful with our three focus groups, two community groups and one teacher focus group. So early on, still kind mm -hmm. of in, the, in process, in progress, and, and mm -hmm. we'll continue from here, but in just in the early stages, like what, how, how do you think everything's going so far? Um, I'm actually really excited about it. I feel though that everyone's starting to listen. I think we had a big problem around here where there, there was only one perspective or the other. It was 50-50. It was either this decision was being made by administration, the school board, and the teachers disagreed with it, or the teachers wanted something to happen and the administration disagreed with it. But there was never a time when we all said, sat in a room and said, okay, I disagree with this, or this is a problem, we believe we should solve it this way and like a give and take like you know that that wasn't happening so through the focus groups people were very honest i mean they shared information especially the community focus groups they really were very upfront very blunt um people would say things you know they know that i'm the director of special education and they were like look we need to make our special education program better and who has you know the confidence to do that to do say that right, right to your face, face yeah. like, we need to make it better <laughs> so it actually it went extremely well. It was very eye-opening. Um, we were able to take all of that information, give it right to the school board and the administrative team. We reviewed it extensively. I actually have a huge data matrix showing how that all impacts the district and where it aligns. 
But um, from all of that, we've already made some drastic changes just to communication, just to thought processes. And I think it really opened the door to conversations with the teachers and the school board and the administration that weren't happening before. So I, I'm very excited about it. We're on to our second round of meetings, and now we're including the school board in those meetings. And in, in some administration, at some times, are included in those. And it's, it's really making a big difference. I, I'm excited. And it's not surprising. I don't know why I'm sounding so surprised, but like hearing about it, like you think about it in your own life, like isn't that how life operates, though, right? If you're a parent, right, with kids, and or mm -hmm. if you're like uh, in the class, like open communication, just like mm -hmm. here, this is what is going on. This is what I'm struggling because as a teacher, I don't know my student, their perspective, right? As a parent, I don't know my daughter's perspective. So like getting all that, and so it seems. I don't know why it's, it, it shouldn't surprise me when it works like in this mm -hmm. sort of initiative. We do it. We should be doing it all the time in different areas, but. It's encouraging to hear that it's going well, though. I think feedback's the forgotten stage of the communication process, though. I mean, how many times have you said something to students and there's no response, or or a parent, or whatever mm -hmm. else? So I mean, it's so important that we have that that feedback. Well, and not just the feedback, but the listening. Criticism. I mean, not just hearing, listening, and truly sure. like even when it's hard to listen, just listening and taking it in and saying, "Where is this coming from?" Mm -hmm. and really digging in deep. I think another big thing was perception. People had the perception of one thing, maybe what a school board is responding and not understanding why they're responding in the way they are. So then perception becomes reality and it, it happens everywhere, you know, in every business. So it's difficult. And I'm just curious, kind of going off that, is there, mm -hmm. since you are on the other side, yeah, on the dark side, the other <laughs> side, <laughs> okay. are there things maybe on that side of the decision making process that most people aren't even necessarily aware of? Because obviously we're on mm -hmm. this side of it, there's a big perception there that we have. I'm just curious. Anything that you've learned, like, oh, I didn't really see this as a teacher, like, uh, on the, right. the flip side of the whole process. Um, one of the things that really came through for me was that the biggest complaint from the community focus group was the reaction of the school board and how we would be at school board meetings and the school board wouldn't respond. So someone would broach a concern and then the school board would just kind of sit there and stare back at them and there was no interaction. and. They were very upset about that. They said, look, you don't care. You're obviously showing me that you don't care because you don't speak. So I went through and looked at all the school board rules about what they should and shouldn't do when they, because they have to go through training to be a school board member. And one of the biggest things that they say is to not engage in a conversation and argument with the community. So if a community member comes up and speaks, they are told not to respond because at that point in time at, at a school board it's a school board meeting it is not a committee meeting it is not a discussion meeting so they are told and trained to not respond and that and i actually didn't know that until the focus group meeting i had no idea and then when i was looking at the research to share you know answers with the community this came up and i thought wow if we just knew that ahead of time sure. like this is why they just stare at you because they're not allowed to respond <laughs> they're not supposed to respond so that was huge for yeah. me mm -hmm. so we talked earlier about how there there is no one size fits all uh, method that you know for education that just works for all, everybody mm -hmm. all stakeholders but would you say that the process of, of doing you know this focus group initiative is something that would suit any district because maybe is it maybe it itself as the this initiative isn't the solution but it's the diagnostic tool that allows each district to as you said right size for their district it is i definitely believe it is a part of every district's framework for school improvement um, you have to have stakeholder voice 
and, and through my research, I've looked at so many districts across the country who are using that framework and, and part of it is having stakeholder input. It may look a little different in every every school district, but you still you have to have it. If you're if you're going to make any progress, we all have to be, you know, on that ship rowing in the same direction. We can't all be going in different directions. So it's definitely helpful. Last question. What would you tell a student as you're deep into the dissertation process. Mm -hmm. I see a smirk on your face. I'm I know. Sure Whenever, the going. <laughs> <laughs> as they're assigned a, let's say, a two or four page paper, mm -hmm. and then they maybe have a concern about that being a, a much too long type of piece of writing. Well, as, as a dissertation author, <laughs> what would you tell mm -hmm. that student? <laughs> well, that's interesting. I had this conversation with my daughter last night. She's, she's 17 and um, she's looking at colleges and, you know, we were just talking. She said, how many pages are you up to, mom? I said, 117 and I'm only six chapters in. And she said, um, she's like, well, how many pages do you have to have? And I said, it's not about pages. It's about what you say. And she says, so you don't have a page, Max? I said, no. Like, <laughs> it's about what you say. Um, but I, as a former English teacher, I would assign pages because I wanted the students to get it all out. I wanted them to really work towards that endurance of really, you know, describing, explaining what they're trying to say. Uh, so what I would say to them is to not look at it as page numbers, but look at it as how you fill those pages, what you're saying and how you're saying it, and how you can continue to say it better each time and with each page. So, um, and I'd also probably say, you know, other things just about me working for eight hours at a time typing, you know, I almost want to tell them just suck it up. Because <laughs> it's tough, but we have to do it. You know, so hang in there. <laughs> and we definitely get that, that question so often. It's like, how long does this have to exactly. be? Long enough for you to truly and fully answer that yeah. question. Yes. And nothing frustrates a student more than that kind of an answer, but like mm -hmm. I, it would totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, Missy, thank you very much thank for taking you. the time thank to join you. us. Um, we're excited to see uh, where the focus group process goes here, and anyone else outside the district that might be looking for something to do as a, as a way to kind of move in that direction, mm -hmm. maybe something to give a look. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Pod for Teacher is sponsored by Little Debbie Zebra Cakes because they are the best processed sugar snack out there. Period. Swiss roll? Nutty buddy? No. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts. You give me one that's better and Fitz will give you a gold star, which aren't cheap. All right, we're back. So after talking with Misty, what did we learn? Well, uh, I would say that the biggest takeaway I had was that stakeholders and their perspectives are important. It's not just uh, from one person or one committee. It's, it's good to listen to um, everyone's kind of perspective because you never know what's out there. Or um, thinking about the board members and not, not saying anything back. Like, I was blind to that. I don't yeah. know about you guys, yeah. but that, that was very interesting. I agree. Yeah, I wasn't. The importance of collaboration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it is sometimes. A little scary to just kind of put the feelers out there to see what what people are, are thinking and you know because you, sometimes if you're worried that maybe the feedback might be critical or um, or something like that like it, it, it's something that you know constructive criticism is sometimes hard to take or whatever you have to look yeah. inward and self-reflect and and maybe consider changing your process a little bit but ultimately um, and this is something we've talked about before at the end of the day, we do kind of all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when you all want the same thing, sometimes you, you, know, you kind of need to reach out, bring in more voices, build that coalition, and figure out 
a collective path forward to get to that point. And take a chance and kind of cross boundaries that you might not have normally considered. <laughs> take a chance on me. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. Is, yes. that, is that from ABBA? Is that an so. ABBA reference? Yeah, it's ABBA. Is that Mamma Mia? I don't know. I, no, I haven't seen Mamma Mia. That's got, I just know the song. I, doesn't ABBA exist solely for Mamma Mia? I think they were before uh, the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> But this idea, you should know. You're the music guy. No, no, no. <laughs> I draw the line. I gotta draw the line. Somewhere. Draw the line. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. An arbitrary line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> what about you, Nate? Oh well, I was just thinking, like, with this idea of open communication, uh, in my own, like, getting more comfortable hearing that feedback. Right, as a new teacher, maybe you're not as comfortable hearing what the students have to say. Come back. Um, this is not. Just last year, I start, I did some at the end of the year. So I, one by one, I took. I talked to each student individually, and. Uh, I told them what I thought was you know positive about like what they added to the classroom. Then I asked them, okay, give me some feedback. Where can I improve? I tell you, you know, it was it was a good experience, but it was nerve wracking. Like sitting yeah. down, talking with them, getting some feedback. For the most part, it was good. Um, but hey, maybe maybe they lied to me though too. You know, sitting there. So the idea like anonymous feedback too could be anonymous, yeah. another way to go about it. But overall, I think like you said, Fitz, we all want the same thing. We want people to succeed, right? We want we don't want people to feel as though it's my way or the highway all the time. Like that's I mean, that's not fun. It's not, it's not beneficial in any way. So um, those are just some reinforcements there kind of going forward. That's all we have for today. We'd like to thank our guest, Misty Slavic, for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at pod teacher You can follow me at A. Fitzpatrick CJE, and you can follow Nate at NLangeli. Please subscribe as a listener on whichever platform you're hearing this podcast, and don't forget to rate. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.